My mom is definitely my rock. Salute Nation. It's May 12, 2023, 5.07 a.m. on the East Coast, and it's currently 57 degrees I hear this morning in New York. Episode 72. Ah, Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day weekend. To all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. I, it's it's just as simple as that, right? Right, fellas? To your moms, to your baby moms, if you have them. <laughs> How many they are, don't matter. It's up to you. <laughs> and up to her, of course. But, you know, I mean, even though you shouldn't only do this one day a week or one day a year, it should be an everyday thing. Obviously, besides the disagreements that, you know, normal life is. You should always love and respect the one who gives you birth and the one that gives your seed birth. Because it's just, it's, you know, someone who doesn't have kids. Um, and, and, and I thank myself for not having kids because, you know, I, I, I'm not too good with the choices I make as far as females. <laughs> I don't have a good track record of making good judgment calls when it comes to women. Um, and I'll leave it as that. But uh, anyways, happy Mother's Day. Enjoy the weekend. The weather's supposed to be beautiful, especially here in New York. I mean, it's calling for upper 70s and 60s and all that, whatever. Um, yesterday was beautiful. Today is going to be beautiful. I love it. I love this type of year. I, I love this type of season. <laughs> I'm not a winter guy. I, even though I live in New York, I, I don't do well in the cold. I don't do well in the winter season. I'm not a fan of it. I just, there's just something about spring and summer. I mean, that's just how I am. So happy Mother's Day again. That quote was a Mother's Day quote, obviously. Um, but it does not have to be just a Mother's Day quote. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, you're, like I said, your, your mom, there's just something special about moms. You know what I mean? And your father, I'm, I'm, I mean, I love my dad just as equally. You know, I mean, but it's it's Mother's Day. I mean, I, I treat my mom with respect and love anyways, even though we have our disagreements, but it's still there. You know, she's just, <laughs> we're both headstrong. <laughs> we're both stubborn. <laughs> we both like to have the last word. <laughs> we both a lot don't listen to reason at times. It happens. And, you know, most of us can say the same thing. So, yeah, so this weekend, or last weekend, I should say, since Monday, um, it, it, it's been a good week. It, it really has been a good week. Very productive. Um. Things that I predicted turn out pretty good. 
better, you know. And talking about the Yankees. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll get to that conversation when we get to the sports side of it all. I want to talk about Microsoft. Microsoft recently had a patch, an update. I hope everyone does not neglect their updates at whatever you're running. Whatever you're running, whatever it's a cell phone, whatever, always make sure you're updated. Always make sure everything is updated. I'm not saying you need the newer phone or you need the newer computer. I mean in updates as far as security updates, uh, iOS updates, um, OS updates. You get the picture. Windows just opened or just did a patch. The May patch on Tuesday the 9th. It fixes 38 flaws, including active zero-day bug. See, the zero-day bug is nothing to be laughing at, guys. I mean, Apple had updated a lot of things. Google Chrome updated a lot of their, you know, the, the thing for it just to make sure that it's fully patched. Because here's the thing. One one thing that gets into your computer, the anybody who's activating it or who's doing it will shut down your your, your file, you know, the port, well, your ports. They will take hold full control of your computer, basically what I'm saying. System 32. <laughs> they will control that file very easily. So these 38 flaws were fixed with this bug. Six flaws were rated very highly critical. So any of those six what got exploited by somebody that wanted your shit, they would have had it. 32 are rated important in severity. Eight of the flaws have been tagged with exploration more likely. Exploitation, my bad. More likely. So it's important for everyone to keep your update current. And yeah, so th that's pretty much it. Um, make sure you're update. Make sure you're update. Don't open nothing until you check to see if you're updated. Do not skip out on the download of updates. That's that's for now and future reference, and you should have already never skipped. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the Microsoft. Um. If you want, you can Google Microsoft, uh, the new update, the patch, see what's, what's in it. Uh, Google, if you like, active zero-day bug. It will give you more intel of that. I'm not going to fully go over it. Um, that it's, it's a serious threat. Especially when you got six of them fucking, of the flaws created, you know, are, are critical. You, you got to make sure. Just for future reference. Keep it updated. Something else I want to talk about. Also on Mother's Day. Fear. Fear of the Walking Dead. Returns for season 8. Which is the final season. Um. 
big rumors are that they're going to tie this with the the natural story of the walking dead so the scenery that you see that or what you saw in the walking dead you're going to see now um also rumored some of the guests that are not going to do their off shows um like you know Maggie and 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 um Ah, man, mind farts. (laughs) Uh, Maggie and uh, what's his, uh, Negan, have their off show coming in June or July. June, I believe. Yeah, I think it's June. Uh, Taking place in New York City. Um, So they got their show. Daryl has his off show. And, of course, Michonne and Rick. The rest of the cast, don't know. know. So hopefully we get to see a lot of them crossing over to eight. And I think it would be cool to see, you know, see how that transpires. I can't wait. I mean, I, I believe it's going to be for season eight. I think it's going to be, be 13 episodes, I believe, 12, 13. Summer's around there. Hell, it could even be six. I don't know, six to 13 episodes. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Now, as far as the original, The Walking Dead, I loved all the seasons. There were some slow moments, but I like the build up to the characters. And, you know, I wasn't one who'd be like, oh my God, why did you kill that person off? I mean, it's a zombie apocalypse. You don't expect everyone to live, <laughs> right? Let's be truthful here. With The Fear of the Walking Dead, I remember watching it from the get go as well. And, it was so boring in the first season. I literally was like, oh, my God, this is so fucking boring. And then it built up and it got better. And, you know, it sucks that sucks that, you know, shows are leaving, but I mean, you can't stay forever. You know, what I mean, it's it's I mean, even what's the episode or not? episode? what's that series that uh. Uh, with doctors, um, Grey's Anatomy, I think that yeah, Grey's Anatomy, they're what on their what thirtieth season, <laughs> something like that, eighteen, nineteen, twenty seasons. This is they're calling it quits after this. That they're this is going to be the last season. I don't know exactly the number. I mean, obviously the Simpsons are like in their thirties. Mash at the you know olden Mash was you know twenty thirty years. You know, you had those soap operas of Guiding Light and shit like that that were around for 70, 80 years and stuff. I mean, it, it happens. There's going to be longevities. But it, it just eventually, the attention span, it's hard to keep storylines. Eventually, you go off the storylines. You make something stupid. I mean, I believe Mayhem's, Mayans or whatever, the off the off series of Sons of Anarchy, I believe this is their last season. Now, I watched a little bit of the first season and never watched the, watched it again of Mayans or Mayans, whatever they call it. Now, Sons of Anarchy, I watched everyone. 24, I watched everyone. It's hard to get in, you know? Good news is when, you know, Hulu and Netflix and whatever, you, you can you know, video on demand, you know, you can find, you don't have to watch stuff right that moment. Like with, with wrestling, there's days that I can't watch AEW all the time. 
especially on a Wednesday. You know what I mean? Not all time. So I watch it on a Thursday or a Friday. So yeah, so sucks to see, you know, things end, but you know what I mean? It's bound to happen. Eventually the writers it's what can what else can you do? You know what I mean? What else can you do? What else can you make your people go through? What's the end game, right? So So yeah, so it's cool. It's cool. It's cool, you know. I can't wait for Sunday, you know. First episode of how many there are left for Fear of the Walking Dead and last season. I want to see how they if the rumors are true of what they want to do, and I want to see how they do it. It'll be cool to see the, some of the original cast crossing over. I think that'll be great. Or even the Fear of the Walking Dead cast. See them cross over and combine with the originals. Because there are some people on the Fear of the Walking Dead that are the originals. I mean, Morgan, for one. He, he's him and Rick. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, we'll see. So now let's talk about some sports. And then I'm going to start with the XFL. It's the championship, which is tomorrow. The recap, the four and six Arlington Renegades, who beat the seven and three regular season record of of the Houston Roughnecks, which was their third meeting. Houston was two and zero until that, until that South Division Championship, where that four and six now five and six overall won. Where they now will face the nine and one of the regular season, best record in the XFL, the DC Defenders, who beat the seven and three C Seattle Sea Dragons in the North Division Championship. So now the championship. You got that five and six overall. Count the playoffs, of course. Arlington Renegades versus the now ten and one overall DC Defenders. This is their second meeting of the season, and of course, you know the DC won on April sixteenth, which was Week Nine of the XFL, um, by the score of twenty-eight to twenty-six. So the prediction of this championship: DC Defenders are going to win. You're the best team. You should you should finish the job, right? That's that's my prediction of it. Going over to the USFL. Week five. This is the preview. Tomorrow, we got two games. One and three Pittsburgh Maulers versus the two and two Michigan Panthers. And then two and two Houston Gamblers versus the three and one Birmingham Stallion. And on Sunday, the 14th, two games we played as well. Two and two New Jersey Generals versus the one and three Philadelphia. Um, y- you know. <laughs> then closing out week five, the one and three Memphis Showboats versus the four and oh, the only undefeated team in the USFL. New Orleans Breakers. I want to put some attention over to the Irish side now. 
that is not the dam. Um, well, that 10 years body armor was or has been the the sponsor, the 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 the, the, the jersey sponsor, the the apparel, the apparel sponsor of the of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish for the last decade. Made that deal in the 2014. Before that, it was Reebok. No, not Reebok. Um, Adidas. Well, now it looks to be that after this season or next season, it's over with. Um, this does not mean. This just means that they're going to start doing the negotiating. It still could be on uh, by, uh, uh, Under Armour again, or Nike, or even Adidas again. Uh, I'm cool with it. You know, I mean, to me, it's just it, it doesn't matter. This has no effect to me. I mean, if I want to buy a Notre Dame hat or whatever, it, now it's under armor you know but i i, I truthfully, truthfully i'm not an under armor guy it, it i don't really care I, i'm an adidas person so i i believe that you know adidas or nike will be a good play for notre dame um and we'll see we'll see you know so that's pretty much the news of the irish nothing more to report so we're going to go to the uh, to um, Georgetown, keeping it college. New assistant coach Greg Fani from Cena or Sierra, whatever college. Last year, that's where he was. So he'll be the assistant coach, or one of the assistant coaches. Last year, he was with Sierra or Cena but served under the new head coach for the Hoyas and Ed Cooley in Providence in 2018-2019 season. So, which is cool. We start to build up that coaching staff, turn things around. Cool. Um, guard, Jordan Riley, found a new college team. He's now going to play for Temple. This leaves only one player who hasn't found a new home in the portal which is for Notre Dame, which is center Bradley Azewino. Whatever, I can never pronounce his name, and I'm not going to try. Anyways, this is E-Z-E-W-I-R-O is his last name. Bradley is for uh, center. However, which he still can sign somewhere because once you're in the portal, you remain until you're no longer in the portal or unless unless you want to, you know, go back to the team that you was last year. However, the portal for newer person, people that want to get into the portal is closed. It's no longer. It ended Thursday. Um, so which means that those who remain in, in the portal can still sign elsewhere. And the the close only means that no one who is not in it can't be put in it now. Georgetown has four open scholarships after Ismail Masood commitment on Friday. 
I believe it was last Friday. Um, I'm assuming it, it was, you know, unless the, this report, you know, knew of what was going to happen today. <laughs> so, because all it said was Friday. Uh, but, yeah, the day of the report was done yesterday. So if it was done yesterday and you're saying Friday and he was signed already beforehand, I don't know, maybe they could have been a typo. So that's why I'm assuming it was last Friday. Now we go to the pros. Same sport as the Hoyas. We'll go into the NBA. Nothing more to really talk about as far as my Bulls. Yeah. So we'll go to the NBA. Still got the semifinals going on. One team has clinched to move on to their respective conference finals. And I'll tell you at that moment. Eastern Conference we'll start with. The number eight seed, Miami Heat, leads the fifth seed, New York Knicks, three to two. Game six is tonight. And the number two seed, Celtics, versus the number three, 76ers are tied three to three. That means game seven, the deciding game, will be on May 14th. Now over to the Western Conference. And that number one seed, the Denver Nuggets, are moving on to the Western Conference Finals after taking their conference semis 4-2 from number four seed, Suns. The Western Conference um, Finals will start May 16th. And whoever wins this series in the West well, match up against the number one seed, the Nuggets. Right now, the number seven seed, Lakers, leads the number six seed in the Warriors. Three to two. Game six is tonight. Let's go, Warriors. Game sevens are interesting. I like to see it. And plus, I don't want the Lakers to lose or win. Mainly because this is the only reason why I root against the Lakers now. And that's because of Queen James. Raiders. Yep. NFL has gave us the schedule. And I'm not going to go through that stupid skit that the Raiders did. I thought that was corny. Just give us the fucking schedule. I don't know why you had to go through all that fucking theater type of shit. All you had to do was say, here are the teams that you know about. You know who we're playing. Here is when. That's all we want as fans. Because we want to buy tickets to see... You motherfuckers play. We don't want to have the beat around and look at this fucking the theater type of way that you're trying to. We got the script. We got the script. Fucking corny as hell. Fucking corny as fuck. Anyways, I'm not going to do a prediction. I'm really, I can't do a prediction. I really can't. I can't say when we're going to win this game. If we're going to lose this game, I cannot do it. 
logically. And here's why. Because I can't determine if Jimmy G is going to be healthy. Because that really goes down to that. So let's go over the uh, the the schedule, okay? Week one, September tenth, four twenty-five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, I'm going to go from the East Coast side of it because, well, I, I'm East Coast. It's a away game against the Donkeys. So that's cool that we're it's away against the Denver Donkeys. We don't have to deal with the fucking snow then. Week two, September 17th, 1 p.m. Eastern. Away against the Buffalo Bills. And since I live about 40 to an hour from Buffalo, guess where I'll be on September 17th? Bearing that I'm healthy and I'm not sick or whatever, I will be at that Buffalo Bills game as usual. Wearing my Raider colors because that's what who I am. Again, it's good that we're facing Buffalo now. Why? <laughs> Buffalo winters suck. That's why. At least we have a fighting chance. And week three, September 24th, Sunday night. Football, 8.20 p.m. Eastern start time. Home against the Steelers. And week four, October 1st, 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Away against the Powder Puffs. Okay, the Chargers, whatever you want to call them. And then week five, October 9th, Monday Night Football. 8.15 p.m. Eastern, home against the Packers. And week 6, October 15th, 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, home against the Patriots. Week 7, October 22nd, 1 p.m. Eastern, away against the Bears. And week 8, October 30th, Monday Night Football. 8.15 p.m. Eastern, away against the Lions. And week 9, November 5th, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, home against the New Jersey Giants. Fuck the New York Giants. They're not the New York team. They don't even play in New York. You're welcome. New York, New Jersey Giants. And in week 10, November 12th, Sunday night football, 8.20 p.m. Eastern. Home against the New Jersey Jets. Yeah, they're not a New York team. Stop. And November 11th, or week 11th, November 19th, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard, away against the Dolphins. Week 12, November 26th, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, home against the Queefs. Thank God at week 13, we finally got a fucking bye, which is on December 3rd. Week 14, December 10th, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, home against the Vikings. And then week 15, December 14th, short rest, because we got Thursday night football, 
8.15 p.m. Eastern, home against the Powder Pumps. Okay, Powder Puffs. Week 16th, December 25th, Christmas Day. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, away against the Queefers. Week 17, December 31st, which is New Year's Eve, 1 p.m. Eastern, away against the Colts. Week 18th, January 7th, to be determined on the time, home against the Donkeys. Five fucking prime time games as of right now. I mean, because that that January 7th could be a prime time. Never know. So seven fucking games. I'm cool with that. Or uh, five prime time games. I'm cool with that. Ah, yep. So I'm going to get us a drink. And when I come back. Well, you'll hear a transition. I'll probably be that drum machine. I like it. When I come back, I'll finish off with the New York Yankees and my prediction of 2-1-1. Did it come true or didn't it? Against the Oakland A's. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Finish this up. New York Yankee time. Most of the listeners are not New York Yankee fans, and I don't give two fucks. (laughs) I just don't give two fucks. (laughs) I am. Deal with it. Okay, so before I talk about the prediction and such, you know what I do? I go over the injury report, which I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go over that list. Nothing has really changed. Hicks is day-to-day, which, thank God, he's hurt. Okay, I know that's a little harsh to do. Judge is back, which is, okay, cool, exciting. How long for he's going to be back for? I mean, fucking glass jaw over there. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, that's it. There were some other moves that you had to do, too, because of the 40-man roster. You had to, you know, do maneuvers and that's front end, end stuff, and it's 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 hard to keep track of that. So I'm not going to do that. Told you pretty much brief of it of Hicks out and Judge back. Good. So now I can get on with the prediction and talk about it. The Oakland A's came to town in the Bronx. For three game set. I've made a prediction. The Yankees will win two to one. Even though A's were are a terrible team. I just don't think the Yankees are there yet right now. All the injuries and they're they're just not playing as a team. Of course, they're led by fucking Aaron Boone. Um and I just, you know, I I I, I just I couldn't say sweep. Even though I can't say it, that doesn't mean that it's not realistically what will happen. And 
you know, so I said two to one. However, yeah, so I was right. The Yankees won the series. I was wrong when I said two to one, though. Yankees swept. Yankees swept the A's. In big fashion, I'm talking about, like, kicking their asses. And rightfully so, you should. So now that series record, overall series, is seven wins, four losses, and two ties. Cool. 21-17 overall record. Fifth in the AL East. <laughs> Think about what I just said. Fifth in the AL East. 21-17. and 17. So what does that tell you, right? The rest of the division, winning records, only team in baseball, only division, only team in, in baseball, when all teams with the winning records, as well as all teams in that division with at least 20 wins. That's the division that my team has to fight through all the time. That's the tough ALEs. It's not a slouch division. There's no secret why the Yankees have 27 world titles. It's just it's not. It's no secret. Before some idiot said, well, you buy those championships. It's funny when coming from a Dodger fan saying it or a Red Sox fan saying that or every other team that has won it, it's like, wait. It's not like you want it without a fucking high payroll either. What the fuck are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? Anyways. So, yeah. So, let's get going with the games. The 8th of May. First of three. Yankees won 7-2. to two. Yankees got out hit in this game, 10-9. to nine, But four home runs for the Yankees powered them to victory. Torres, Rizzo had two hits each. LeMayu, Bader, Cabrera, Tavino, and Hicks with one hit each. The full home runs were from the Cabrera hitting his second. Torres hit his fifth. LeMayu adding his fourth. And Hicks finally hitting his first. Of course, he ended up getting hurt shortly after this. I, th I believe this was the game he got hurt. Yankees also walked twice, struck out seven times, though. One for three in runners in scoring position. Yankees used four pitchers. Cortez gets got the start, going six, allows six hits. Uh, going five, allowed six hits. Two runs earned, walked two, striking out four. His ERA is at 474, which is pretty respectable. 474s are pretty okay as a starter. Not good on that board across cusp, but not, not bad either. Marciano gets his win. His he's his uh, second win. He's two and one on the season. As well as his blowing save, which is his second blowing save. Hamilton gets his first hold. And Yankee pitchers. Totals are nine innings, ten hits, two runs earned, walking five, striking out eight. The ninth, game two or three. Yankees won ten to five. 
both teams had 10 hits. Oakland with two home runs, or as well as two errors. And Yankees had two home runs as as A's hit three home runs in this one. Yankee offensive totals, along with the 10 hits and 10 runs and two home runs, walk four times, striking out two times. Bader with a three and four day. Rizzo and Torres with two hits each. Valape, Bavers, um, or Bowers, I mean, sorry, and Kiner fell with one hit each. Home runs came from Torres, his six and Bayers. Bowers, Jesus, <laughs> with his second. <laughs> Three for 11 with runners in scoring position, which is not good. Yankees used five pitchers, starting with Schmidt. One for three. He got his first win of the season. He actually pitched pretty good in this game. He pitched six innings, allowed five hits, two runs, all earned one home run, walked two, striking out seven, ERA at 535 or 5.35, which isn't good, but he had a good game. Hopefully this he turns this around in you know the next game, which is the next series coming up, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Yankees pitching totals, nine innings pitch, 10 hits, two runs earned, three home runs allowed in this by them, and walking six, striking out 13. And now we go to game three of three on the 10th. Yankees won 11-3. Yankees only scored in two innings, like the A's. A's only got their scoring in two innings. In the first, Yankees with four runs, they pretty much never looked back from that moment on. And didn't... And oh, it, it, and and it, and then in the fifth, and this is where Yankees just just sealed it. Was in the seventh when, or not the seventh, but was in the fifth where the Yankees scored seven to seal the game. Yankees total offense ten hits, walk six, struck out ten. Um, or striking, or well, yeah. Hang on, let me go over that again. <laughs> Yankee total offense, 10 hits, walked six times, struck out 10 times. And Yankees and A's both went yard three each, so they each had three dingers each. Yankees were three for seven with runners in scoring position, which is pretty respectable. That's pretty good. Judge three for four, Rizzo two for four, Velape, Lemayu, Torres, Bader, and Kyle Higashi with one hit each. Home runs came from Bader, his third. And Lemayu with his fifth, and Velape added his fourth. But his fourth came from his first Grand Slam ever. Um, Yankees used three pitchers. Brito, terrible. This dude is fucking awful. Just get rid of this guy. He started, he pitched 4.1 innings, allowed five hits, two runs earned, two home runs, walked two, striking out three. Cordero pitched, picked up his second win. He's 2-1 on the season. And Garcia 
with his first save on the season. Yankee pitching total nine innings, eight hits, three runs, all earned, three home runs, walk three, striking out six. So again, after this series, the Yankees are 21-17, fifth in the AL East, which is all the AL East's you know, winning record. <laughs> At least 20 wins. No other division can say that right now. Next up, which started on Thursday. That game's already over with. I'm not going to talk about that yet. It's a four-game set against the 29 and 9 Rays coming into that Thursday game. Second meeting this season, the Rays took the first series 2-1. to one. It was in Tampa on May 5th through the 7th. Tough series that was decided by one run in all three games. This is a tough team, guys. I, I'm not blowing up smoke. Rays are a solid team. And I keep emphasizing that word team because they are better than the Yankees. Yankees have a high payroll and the and the Rays don't. The difference is Cash is a better coach than Boone. Yes, Yankees have players and names, better names. Uh, you know, on paper they're they're better or should be. The difference is is well, I mean, yeah, 13, 12, 13 injuries is different, but the farm system of the Rays, they keep producing and producing and producing, and when someone gets so big where they can't afford them, they ship them off, get prospects and you know, or draft picks, and and then and then continue on with building up. They it, they don't hype up their farm system like the Yankees do. They just don't. I'm just keeping it. Uh, I'm just keeping it real. Um, do I think that the Yankees can turn it around? I mean, listen. I mean, with all the mistakes that the Yankees are having, 13, 12, 13, or fourteen injuries. They're not they don't play like a real team or they don't play like a team at all. They, you know, Boone is a fucking idiot. But they're more built for the regular season. I do think they could turn around. And plus 21 and 17. Well, coming into Thursday's game. 21 and 17. They're part of a division that's the best division in baseball. And they're eight games out. That just means that because the Rays are on this hot streak, they were what the Yankees were last year to start the season. Will the Rays hit a stump and 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 not play as good as they're right now? Sure, it's a 162 game season. Slumps occur. But the Yankees are not even in second place in the division. I mean, granted, they're, what, maybe three and a half or four games or maybe five games from the from the second spot. You know, so it's it's obviously the season's not over. You know, get all the guys back healthy, make a run or 
or or, or do whatever. Prediction is four game set. Even though I know what happened in game one already. Um, I got raised to win this. I got raised to win this four game set three to one. Uh, regardless if it's in New York or not, I just think Rays are a better team at this point. Maybe, maybe in September, I, I would think differently. But right now, Rays are just that good. They are a good team. And I, I don't want to say the Yankees are dog shit because they're not. But they're not that team. And even if they do turn around, they're not winning the World Series. They're not. They're not winning it. They got a lot of holes and issues that are not being addressed. They did not address the offense like they should have. Because instead of focusing on that fucking home run... Focus on now of being real hitters again. See, that's what separated the Yankee dynasties of the 90s. And even that Yankee team of 2009. Sure, they can hit home runs. They had a great bullpen and good starting pitching. But they had timely hitting. They they scored so many times when they already had two outs against them. They extend the counts. They were all the time hitting with three, two counts. They took walks. They have better eye system. They just and they did this without having three fucking batting coaches that they do now. What the fuck is this shit? I'm not. I don't know if other clubs have three fucking batting coaches. All I know the Yankees do. Three fucking batting coaches, and you mean to tell me you can't fucking hit this way good all the time? Fuck! What the fuck are we talking about? But here's the difference. Here's here's the thing, and this is where I also blame Boondrop. Your number one batter needs to be the set table. He needs to be the one that draws the pitches, lets the second hitter see every fucking pitch. Nope, we got Velalpe up there. Guess what he does? First pitch, he swings. Put Bader up front, you stupid boom drop. Or LeMayu. What are we doing? I just... Boone is a dumb fuck. He is. He overthinks with analytics instead of gut feeling. Baseball's not meant to be focused on the analytics. It's supposed to be focused on your gut feeling. And I'm not saying analytics should not be part of the game. You know, that that's the stats. But I just, I don't know, three batting fucking coaches 
and our offense is ranked 26. <laughs> make that make sense. So is it the three batting coaches bad ideal or good ideal? I don't know. Or is it the fact that we got three dummies being batting coaches? Or, which this is my intake of it all, or is it the players? Huh? Cash fuck and boon drop? Or is it our players? You got Judge who had a magical season last year. He was healthy for the last two years. He gets his big contract and he returns to the injury-prone bitch. Glad to see him back. Last year he batted over 300. This year, 250, 260. He's back to what he was doing prior. Mind you, we got three betting coaches, but we got Judge. Yeah, Staten is out, so who's going to protect him? Instead, you got Torres and fucking the May who, is, who got his contract a couple years ago, and he hasn't been the fucking same. It, it just, guys, baseball. I mean, granted, I'm not in the batter's box. You know what I mean? I, I'm not swinging at 99-plus fastballs. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Baseball is not an easy sport to play. I mean, we, we the baseball in general, it glorifies subpar playing. There's nobody that's going to be in history going to bet over 500 or 1,000 in the season. There, there, it just doesn't happen for a career. The best hitters, probably at most, is a .4-something of a batting average or, or lower, right? And in the signal season, you know, your 300s are your great hitters. That's not even 500. <laughs> Pitching, probably, yeah. I mean, you know, 20 and 0, 20 and 1, you know, so maybe there, that's where the, you know, over par comes in. But in general, you know, the batters, they go through slumps. I get it. I, listen, and hopefully all the injuries will come back and we can, you know, we're not going to have 13, 14 people on a fucking shelf. You know, we get these guys going. They start playing and gelling because before the injuries, they were gelling. They were on like a 3-4, three, 3-4, four, four, three, four, what, winning series. Not Not sweeping. But they were not losing seasons or a series. So maybe, maybe it is the injuries. Even though I say no excuse, maybe it is. Because there is no protection in this lineup. You got the young guys that you that that they were called up to play because they're filling the spots of injuries. Uh, okay. Maybe. 
I still think that we should have pulled the gun and get good quality hitters in the offseason. That's what I think we should have done. We should have traded Torres to get quality hitters because he's not. He's not the same as he used to be either. Maybe it is that. Maybe it is that. Maybe it is just the simple fact that our hitting coaches are fucking retarded just like the rest of our coaching staff. I don't know. One thing I do know, the season's still young. It's only May. There's a lot of games to be played. Hopefully they turn it around. And I'm saying this after we fucking swept. (laughs) Of course, I'm talking about the Rays series now. (laughs) Especially on the game on Thursday. I'll go over all that, you know. So, yeah, my prediction is Rays will take it 3-1 to in this series. Just because they're that damn good. So, Monday show. That's what I'm going to talk about Monday. The Black Saturday. The recap of that. So head over to Raider Benz on Saturday, 9.30, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, whatever that is in the West Coast time, I, I, I can't remember. What do you expect is around 6 a.m. for me right now. I, you know, My mind is... Whoop. Also on Monday show, I'll go over the XFL Championship. The recap. I predicted the D.C. Defenders to win. USFL Week 5 recap. NBA playoffs updates. Who advances to their respective conference titles? Probably one or two because there's got you, you got a Game 7 coming. I think that's like May 14th, so uh, whatever day of day. I can't remember. And, of course, the recapping of the Yankees versus Rays series, the four-game set, I predict. You know, the Rays to win it 3-1. to one. Hopefully I'm wrong. I'll take a split. A split would be good at this moment. I do not want the <laughs> – I do not want to get swept or – <laughs> Oops. <laughs> or, or losing the series 3-1. I'll take a, I'll, I'll definitely take a split. And of course, the Fear of the Walking Dead season 8 recap, final episode or final series, final season I meant, episode 1 recap. No spoilers, of course. Um So yeah. And as always, you know, whatever else I want to fucking talk about. So until then, and as always, Salute Nation.